This is the Sexual Alchemy Podcast for men who want to discover and embrace profound confidence, intimacy, pleasure, and connection. I'm Rebecca Lowry, and I invite you to explore who you really are as a confident, sexual, and sensual man. Whether you're dealing with specific sexual issues or you just know there's more to it than you've experienced so far, this is a safe space for you to learn, grow, and expand your erotic potential and possibilities. Hello, welcome to the Sexual Alchemy Podcast. Today, I want to talk about erogenous zones. In case you're not sure, an erogenous zone is said to be an area or many areas of your body that has heightened sensitivity and that is more likely to lead to some sort of sexual arousal that, you know, that you could go to these zones on someone's body and by stimulating them, giving them attention, um, whether that's touching or kissing or whatever, that you can turn someone on just by paying attention to their erogenous zones. I was inspired to make this podcast on the back of a TikTok I saw, and I did make a TikTok at the time responding to what I saw, and I just wanted to elaborate on what I was saying for a podcast. So I was scrolling through TikTok as you do, or as I do these days, <laughs> and I came across a video where a woman was saying, here are men's six erogenous zones. There's three on the top of the body and there's three on the bottom. And I rolled my eyes and scrolled away because I don't like it when misinformation is put out there and also information that it's extremely wrong and limiting. And so, listen, I didn't watch the end of her video. Maybe she was pointing out something to do with where nerve endings, where there's a lot of nerve endings in your body or something like that, or where, you know, science has explored and said, this is the, these are the parts that turn men on. But what I want to tell you and the whole reason of this podcast is to let you know that you are not limited in the amount of erogenous zones that you have. Your whole body from head to toe is your erogenous zone. All of your skin, every inch of you, every hair on your body, all of it is your erogenous zone. And there's things that aren't even physical that I'll come to later, which is part of your erogenous zone. And even saying zone is wrong because that makes it sound like it's cordoned off. You know, this part's erogenous and this part's not. This part's erogenous and this part's not. And it just doesn't work that way. Now, don't get me wrong. You might have parts of your body or zones that you know are always your kind of go-to areas that some sort of stimulation there is going to turn you on. And other parts of your body, you might not feel quite the same as that, or they just never work for you. So for example, some men that I work with really love having their nipples played with, and it really turns them on. And it's kind of a go-to for sure thing. Other men, it just doesn't do anything for them at all, or some men actively dislike it. And I've got a little story for you, actually, that I think illustrates this really beautifully. So uh, a few years ago, I was in a position to witness a man 
being dominated by a dominatrix, a woman, and it was all consensual, don't you worry. Before they began, you know, she was asking him all the health and safety questions, where was it okay to touch him and not touch him, and he told her that he didn't like having his nipples played with. He didn't say she couldn't touch them, but he said he didn't like it. So she started to play with him for a while and, you know, giving him some orders and doing some things to his body, and when she could see that he was very deeply relaxed and that she had had time to build trust with him, um, plus she had established her dominance by now and he had gone into kind of subspace, which is um, the mindset of a sub when they go fully relaxed and into that mindset of being submissive, she started to play with his nipples. Now, I was really surprised to see this. This was years ago before I knew much about this work or was in the position I'm in now with understanding all of this a lot better. But she started to play with his nipples. And I thought, well, he's going to say for it. He's going to ask for this to end or he's going to, you know, ask her to stop doing that. But he didn't. And in fact, he got very aroused. And I was honestly, I was speechless. I was like, what is going on here? Like, this is not what I would have expected at all. And so much later after they'd finished and everybody come back to uh, 100% themselves, not Dom or subspace, I asked him, what was that about? You know, like you had told her you don't like your nipples being played with. And I, I know that about you. I know that's true. But when she did it, you got really aroused. And he said, he usually doesn't like it, but that the conditions were just right, that he was deeply relaxed, he trusted her, and he liked that she was asserting her dominance in that moment and doing the thing that she wanted to do, even though he had said he didn't like it. And that, ironically, turned him on. Now, I do know that this man would have been really good at saying stop or no or I don't like it. So it wasn't like he was going over his own boundaries and he hadn't said don't do it. He had said he wasn't a fan of it. So I don't urge you to go and, and, and do this sort of thing. That was a very specialist situation and she had played a lot with submissives. And I think she knew that she could do it in such a way that if he was really uncomfortable with it, he could have stopped. And I know she would have stopped them. Um, but he said it was, you know, the conditions were right. It was the perfect storm. The situation was right. He still didn't like the playing with nipples. He liked that she asserted her dominance. So sometimes your body might respond to touch in a certain way, but in a different situation or different conditions, it might respond differently. And it, you know, it depends, doesn't it? Like how safe do we feel? How vulnerable do we feel? Do we feel safe being vulnerable? How well have we communicated with our partner? You know, are we a hundred percent ourselves in that moment? Or are we a little bit under the weather? You know, there's lots of things that come into play for how our body responds to different kinds of touch. But that said, you know, if your back doesn't like to be touched and doesn't do much for you, most of the time, doesn't mean that another time with the right person and the right kind of touch, it isn't going to be some sort of doorway into pleasure for you. What I really want to urge you is not to limit yourself by thinking that you know what you always like and sticking to that and not exploring outside of that. And I certainly don't want you to limit yourself or your lovers to some sort of paint-by-numbers list of erogenous zones that someone else tells you exists. So instead, get curious 
go on an adventure together, be willing to try something different, some kind of new type of touch. Or, well, for example, you might try some sort of gentle stroking or firmer stroking if you like that or whatever it is, and that doesn't do it for you. But being kissed there does, or being lightly scratched, or I don't know, biting, tapping, slapping, having air blown across your body. It really depends. You know, different kinds of touch do different things at different times. So don't limit yourself thinking that you already know what parts of your body like to be touched and which parts don't. I'm not saying you should go over your boundaries or limits at any time. Never, 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 never do that. Just be open to trying and playing and seeing what's alive in this moment instead of, well, I mustn't ever do this area because it didn't feel good that one time. I would also say take your time to get really deeply relaxed because if you're tense, if your body's contracted, if you aren't warm, for example, if you're feeling cold, your body isn't going to receive touch or stimulation in the same way as it would if you were deeply relaxed and felt comfortable in all ways in the situation. There are other things that you can do in this exploration of erogenous zones. There might be what your partner is offering to you and how they're being with you in your body. And there's also how you are engaging with what they're bringing. So are you being fully present with it? Are you focusing on where they are giving your body attention? Or are you up in your head thinking about something else? Or are you focusing on how you're touching them and not how they're touching you? Are you using breath, sound, and movement to enhance what they're doing to your body? Are you engaging in it some way or are you blanking out? Or are you expecting them to just know what to do? Are you guiding them? Are you in conversation about what's going on? Those things are all really crucial too and and will um, limit or increase or enhance your potential for pleasure. So I just want to remind you that your whole body has the capacity for pleasure and erotic pleasure. It's a it's a playground. Have fun. Play with different parts of your body and different kinds of touch at different times. Your whole body has enormous capacity for pleasure and enormous capacity for orgasm. You know, like this is probably a subject for another podcast, but you can orgasm all over your body in, you know, not just your genitals, but full-bodied orgasms or elbowgasms or laughgasms or all kinds of things are possible. Mouthgasms, oh, those are good ones. (laughs) Toegasms. So I invite you to expand your thinking and your playing and your adventures and to invite your lovers to touch and play and explore different parts of your body. And if you want a fun way to play with this, refer back to the podcast with Betty Martin. Betty Martin is the one who teaches the three-minute game. I play it a lot with my clients. It's so awesome. And I'll just give you a quick rundown because that's not really what the podcast is about, but it will help you explore your whole body as an erogenous zone. So the three-minute game that you can play with more than one person, but let's assume you're playing with one person. You each take turns to ask two questions. And the questions are, how would you like me to touch you for three minutes? And how would you like to touch me for three minutes? 
And so in that, you can ask for what you want. You could say, would you lick my back for three minutes? Or would you nibble my neck and ears for three minutes? Or can I stroke your thighs inside and out for three minutes? And just a little side note, you don't have to do that one action for three minutes. You can change in the middle if you like. And then, you know, you don't have to give or receive anything you don't want, but it's a fun way to explore something in a kind of experimental way. So you could do that and then go on with your lovemaking or whatever you're doing, or that might just be the fun you're having, just uh, going back and forth with a three-minute game a few times. So coming back to the original topic, your erogenous zones. You are an erogenous zone, my love. Your whole body, your mind, whatever it is that turns you on, on all the layers of your being, your body, heart, mind, and soul is all an erogenous zone. Thank you for listening to the Sexual Alchemy Podcast with Rebecca Lowry. If this podcast has aroused your curiosity and you'd like to take things further, you can get a copy of my free video training, Reclaiming Your Intuitive, Confident, Sensual Self. The link is in the show notes below, wherever you are listening.